Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KMOX is at your service. Welcome to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline, sponsored by Allen's Tree Service. Now, here's your host, Mike Miller on KMOX. Yes, folks. Welcome and thanks for stopping by. We'll be taking a good gardening stroll shortly. But if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, 314 314- Four three six seven nine hundred or one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. I have to shed a tear right now. I, Brian Kelly and Greg and I were all talking during spots or whatever, and I said goldfinches were gold this time of year, and Brian Kelly says you're wrong. You're, you're wrong, wrong, Mike. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. So, At least the ones in our yard. Now maybe every other one. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just know from my my feeders and back. Yeah, the ones that are in South City, they're gold. Are they? <laughs> Everything in South City is golden, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But th- now I have had two mistakes in my whole life that you just pointed out the second one. I only have one more, and then I'm going to be fired from Intercom. No, you're 99.8% right. You got it. You're okay. <laughs> well, thanks. And, folks, every Saturday morning we get together to discuss your yard, your landscape, your gold finches, your house plants, your potting mixes, or soil improvement. Pruning bugs, diseases, planting removals, planting installations, yes, and making the best choices. But please remember my words, open opportunities, and after that, it's going to take physical and mental effort on your part. In this great marathon, it is called gardening. And forget the sprints. Sprints are great, you know, if you want to buy a pot of, you know, let's say anything is in bloom, but uh, how long is it going to last in bloom this time of year? Well, I don't know. How about cut flowers? Speaking of that, we bought some roses yesterday, Tracy and I, while we were out. So we've got those as we, I said, she said, what color should I get? I said, well, it's up to you. So she picked a yellow with a red edges on the rose petals. So that's what we're going to have for our, let's say, Christmas flower arrangement. And uh, this is your show. I certainly appreciate you being here. Thanks to Greg, he's producing today. I'm Mike Miller. I've been hosting the Garden Hotline since 1994. Written five gardening books, and two are currently available at various locations. I write articles for the Missouri Gardener magazine as well. And during the week, I do landscape consulting, where I come to your home and do a walk and talk. If you'd like to have a walk and talk at your home, you can go to my website, MikeMillerDesigns.com. The homepage, there's an email address and phone number where I can be reached. Today's Good Gardening Stroll is brought to you by St. Louis Composting, 636-861-3344. Well, I was sitting there. I never really know where I'm going to take the Good Gardening Stroll. This morning, I thought, hmm, snow. It was so striking. It was so spectacular to see it snowing. We got home last night after dark, and uh, it it just started raining. So all the branches on the trees were really sparkly. And then this morning when I got up, it was snowing. So I thought snow means Art Hill. you got to go to Art Hill for your good gardening stroll. 
But I looked at the clock. I thought, hmm, I might not be able to get there, get down to the station and everything else. So I just ended up just doing my good gardening stool around our house. Yes. So as I said, when we returned last night home, it was raining, which is great. And Tracy then went in to check the weather out on the Internet. And they actually took this chance on saying, well, there's going to be a 100% chance of snow later tonight and early tomorrow morning. I said, the weather, weather.com saying 100% chance, and I'll be darned, they were right. And it really is striking. So though this is only the second full day of winter, we got some snow. I was going to go out and do a snow angel, but uh, since I wear shorts, snow angels are a little bit tough on my legs. So I said, nope, no snow angels. But it was just, like I said, it really, get a chance, if you get a chance to look out the window, I mean, even right now, before it warms up a little bit, the branches on the trees look so much better (laughs) with this highlighting of the white colors. So anyway, on the north side of our house, that's uh, basically, as I look out the north side window, let's put it that way, the neighbors across the street have junipers, their lawn, and they have this massive view, which is just a regular spreading view, but it's probably almost uh, 14 feet high and about 10 or 12 feet wide. They were powdered with a snowfall, and it really looked nice. And around our yard on the west side, which faces Christie Park, down through the valley, that perfectly white look down in between all the trees was just great. And uh, and the street trees, the sugar maples, were all breathing a sigh of relief because of the rain earlier and now the snow and, uh, ooh, probably not enough moisture to make a huge difference, but still a little bit. And uh, we have three trellises in front where I grow annual vines in the summertime, And this time of year, what I do is I hang up. We have one sign that says peace, just spelled out with a dove in the center of it. And also I hung a a sled up there. And we have a couple clusters of lighted holly leaves. I mean, these are the fake ones. These are not really holly leaves with berries. And also I've got a couple, three stars and just uh, things hanging you know, on these trellises. I'd like to do a little bit different things. So you go around to the north side of our house, that's where the Leland Cypress, Boxwood, and Mugo Pines are. And underneath the Mugo Pine, I have this bird's nest. It's not a real bird nest, but it was one made out of pretty flexible branches that I fill with ornaments. And also on the, all the pots that I have leading up to the front door of our house, half of them I have the pine cones that I collected out of the park as you know, a top dressing, and the other half, or a couple of them I have, just ornaments. I just buy cheap ornaments, and I just dump them on top of the pots, and it just kind of adds a little bit of pizzazz So, for this time of year. And then at the front door, all kinds of gazing balls and with uh, accents from uh, glass blocks. So just kind of crazy stuff. You can see what, you know, how my mind works when it comes to decorations. But uh, around the back door, which is the door we use to come in, when we were in Kansas City a couple years ago, we went to the Visitor Center, and they were actually selling old banners of Country Club Plaza. It was, they hung, like, I think two years prior to that. So we bought one of these banners. So that's right at our back door, which I have some plastic snowflakes around as well, and some ornaments. I have all kinds of snowflakes hanging on the fence, some wreaths. I have a snowman and some birdhouses with blue ornamental type of birds and all others, all this other crazy stuff, and some garland, and uh, just kind of, I just, you know, 
each area I just kind of do something completely separate with a different or a different theme. So anyway, Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline. If you do have any questions, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Welcome back to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with Mike Miller, sponsored by Allen's Tree Service on KMOX. Yes, folks, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Thank goodness we did get some rain. I don't know how much. I haven't had a chance to go out there and sort of probe and see how deep the moisture went. But, I mean, it was getting so dry. Every time I'd step out the door, even, you know, the last few days prior to the rain of last night, the humidity was up a little bit, so it was a little bit of relief, at least personally for me, my nose, my lips, and my tongue and everything else. But, boy, the plant material, the, even though it didn't suffer or I haven't seen anything obvious yet, you won't see this sort of, uh, let's say, drought circumstances echoed until next spring when things are actually actively growing. So we'll just happen to see, you know, have to take a look and see what happens. But it, when I get home today, I'm going to go out and dig a hole see how far down the moisture did penetrate. So I don't know exactly how much we've got weather on. I heard Brian Kelly talking to the weather guy. He never really said how much rainfall we had. So my guess is it's probably less than a half inch. But anyway, any rainfall is better than no rainfall. And as you step outside yourself, take a look up in the trees and everything else. Even though the sky is gray, almost the same color as the snow sitting on the tree branches, it is, it is really nice looking. And when I left this morning, I don't know if you know the, uh, the movie where they say uh, every time a bell rings, someone gets their angel wings. Well, Tracy hung bells on our back door. So when I went out this morning, most of the time she's still in bed by the time I leave. And I, go, I open the door slowly so it doesn't ring. But this morning I opened it so it did ring. So somebody got their angel wings because the bells on our back door rang. That is a, what is that? Something, I forget what that movie is. No, I'm not going to tell you. you have got to, you're going to have to guess yourself. Plants, if you're going to buy any plants, poinsettias, or anything at all, even cut roses like we got yesterday, when you, if the weather gets cold, like Brian Kelly said, in midweek, if you're getting anything, well, that would be past Christmas. Well, you can still buy. You don't have to buy cyclamens and poinsettias and Christmas cactus and everything else prior to Christmas. You can always buy it in between or anything else because wintertime does get a little bit boring, especially if there is not snow stuck to the tree branches and everything else. So consequently, uh, when you're taking them out of wherever you buy them, be it a florist or anything else, make sure they're protected especially when the temperature, high temperatures in midweek are going to be in the 20s. So that means the low in the teens probably. So that is pretty darn cold. That's a little frightening. I mean, you know, longtime listeners know I deny there's a winter. That's why I wear shorts year-round, and I have for almost probably over a decade now. So there are certainly times or circumstances or situations which is not really smart of me. I probably caused some damage to who knows what, my legs. But uh, I just refuse to believe there's actually a winter that can be as harsh as it actually is. So anyway, let's go to the phones. Althea lives in Jennings. Hi, Althea. Hi. Hi. 
I just wanted to tell you where the angels got its wings was from a wonderful life. Ah, well, thank you. And also, <laughs> is it a good idea to water your plants before it rains? Yes, especially when it's been very dry, as it has been. What that does is just ensure the ground is soft and makes it more receptive to the water that's coming down as rain. If the ground is still just very dry, a lot of times, even if it's not a downpour or anything else, a lot of the water can just run off and not soak in to the root system. So you're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah, I watered my plants last week because I knew it was going to rain. So. Well, perfect. Great. Okay, then. Thank you. Well, thank you, and thanks for the advice on It's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart's perfect in that movie. <laughs> and I think Donna Reed is, too. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much. Anybody else questions or concerns or comments? 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Just as you got to know, though it's just right at freezing, there can be some slick spots out there, so just be careful. The buildup on the roads or sidewalks or anything else seems to be minimal, but there's going to be probably maybe a little piece of ice here or there that you're not very conscious of, and especially if you're driving. So just, you know, kind of slow it down maybe just a little bit. I noticed, you know, on the way from Salt City here to KMOX, there was pretty much the roads were very clear until I got to one overpass. And that's the one over all the train tracks close to downtown. That's, you know, it. I didn't slip or anything, the road, you know, car-wise, anything else. It just, the road felt a little different than it did every place else. So it shows you on the overpasses, they're going to be colder than probably the actual, let's say, air temperature is. So that's where the opportunity for ice to form is going to be even greater. So be cautious when you go over any type of overpass. Other things that you can be thinking about in the outdoors is, you know, just take a look around and look out your windows and try to remember, let's see, what was this view during the growing season? Do I need to make changes? Do I need to reduce the amount of bed space I have? Do I need to increase the amount of bed space I have? Because wintertime is a great time to do that. So whether you're going to take bed space away where you put perennials, annuals, trees, shrubs, or whatever it happens to be, and convert it into something that's going to be different, whether it be lawn, whether it be ground covers or anything else, this is a good time to make those decisions, and then you can also work on it as the season goes on before spring comes, so then you can get the soil all prepared, get everything ready, and you can get your grass seed down and get your sod down or get whatever changes you want to actually make. So winter is the best time to do that. Once the ground freezes, then you're not going to be able to do it. I haven't felt the ground being frozen yet or at all, so... Maybe this coming up week when the high temperatures are only going to be in the 20s, it's going to freeze, but it probably won't freeze that deep that you should not be, or you can't, I shouldn't say you shouldn't, you can't take an opportunity to go out there and do some digging. I mean, that's how you build muscles and everything else. All the birds around, as I said before, Brian Kelly told me that goldfinches don't have any gold this time of year. So shows you at 68, my vision's going bad because I look out the window and I see finches and I see them. I think they're gold. So I don't know what's going on. But purple finches are out there too. And uh, where we live, it's, you know, it's great for birding. And I know Brian lives uh, in a spot and they do a lot of bird feeding themselves. I throw the bird seed on the sidewalk as opposed to having feeders. But some people like feeders, and uh, it's just a personal choice. 
The problem with the sidewalk is we have several feral cats in the neighborhood, and they have a tendency to kind of hang out because they know the birds are going to be there for the seed. So any opportunity I get, I take glasses of water and try to throw them at those feral cats. Say, get out of my yard. Go someplace else if you want to do bird hunting. No bird hunting in my yard. Your own lawn, as I looked out, uh, the zoysia grass I have looks pretty good. But there is some, there's one spot which when we first moved in, I couldn't get anything going. Well, I took up part of a sidewalk and, you know, made some change, major changes that way. And what I did is I put Scott's Patch. And what that is is a, you know, sort of a, a cool season lawn grass. Like I can't remember if it might have been a hybrid of, of fescue. But that stuff is tough and durable. It is unbelievable that even though I put zoysia sod around it, I didn't, you know, dig that up or anything else. The zoysia tries to migrate into it. It does migrate into it to a certain point. But this Scott's patch, it is still dark, bright green and looks, I mean, very, very, it's, it's, you know, it's just absolutely amazing what this, you know, this patch is doing. I thought by now the zoysia would have been invasive enough to choke it out. But that's not the case in that situation. Pruning this time of year, you can certainly prune on anything that you want. On pruning on maples in the May in the wintertime is not the best thing you could possibly do because you get a lot of sap flow. It doesn't really hurt the tree. It's just when you look out there a lot, you're gonna see sap and you're gonna get into a panic a little bit. But remember that pruning anything that blooms in the springtime, you've got to be very concerned about that. Why? Because you're cutting off the flower buds for next year. So the best thing to do if you want to maximize the amount of flowers that you're going to see is simply just wait until they bloom in the springtime, then prune them at that time. Summer blooming things, you can prune all the way up until the new growth begins in the springtime. So that's kind of how it goes. And uh, let's see. Should we take a break, Brian? Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline, back after these messages. This is the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with your host, Mike Miller, on KMOX. Yes, folks, even though you're probably thinking about Christmas and everything else, please call 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Christmas trees inside. Well, we don't... We stopped getting cut trees a few years ago. We happened to be in Florida at one time for Christmas, and uh, the place we stayed, they had this kind of really architecturally, totally wild, crazy-looking tree that was chrome. So just by chance, I asked the people at this hotel, I said, is there any chance I could buy that? And they said, sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I did. So that's what we have traditionally now for our Christmas tree inside is just this chrome tree that we put lights on. Now, I don't really like to get in sort of ruts too much, though I do have a lot of ruts in my, you know, lots of different things. But uh, so this year we just put lights on this chrome tree. and It's not that big. It's only like probably four feet high and the branching only goes out out about a three feet you know and then tapers to the top but uh, i said let's don't put ornaments on it this year let's just put lights on it and then we put some things around the base of it to add some color and then tracy you know she said okay that sounds fine but she bought uh, let's say one of those things i guess a topper 
for this tree. So it really looks a little bit different. So I, you know, I kind of really like to do things different, even on the outside. I try to do things different. I try, you know, when you kind of get stuck in a rut, it's okay. I mean, aesthetically, if you really like something, there's nothing wrong with that. But I like to experiment around with different views, different things, and all that kind of other stuff. In the past year or so, we also bought a lot of these little tiny, tiny batteries, battery-powered lights, so we can kind of set them around different places. So they've added a nice little touch to our seasonal decorations as well. And then outside, we're dominated by uh, blues and whites. That's the colors we chose. And that kind of goes, it's a throwback a little bit. My father, way back in the 50s, he said, I don't like string lights with all kinds of color. So, and he didn't want to have, a, let's say, a cut Christmas tree either. So we may have been the first people, at least on Maple Lane in Ellisville, we had a white Christmas tree, and he wanted blue lights only. Now, I don't know exactly where he was able to buy strings of blue lights at that time, but he was obviously able to do that. So consequently, for several years, we had this white tree, and it, was, it wasn't, a, you know, from what I remember, it wasn't a great-looking tree, but only blue lights on it, and it was because that's what he wanted. So that's kind of what we did. It was not a big deal. So now we have blue lights for the most part on the outside. We have some white lights just add accents. But uh, it's kind of interesting to see as we drive around and see various things. And somebody, I was talking last week, you know, related to driving around, seeing Christmas lights and various things. There is, you know, as I talked about, where you could drive down these streets and these, you can dial in these FM stations that have this music, and then the light shows in front of these houses or various things, you know, will keep the beat of the music, whether it's Trans-Siberian you know, Orchestra or whether it's U2 or whoever else. But uh, some gentleman called and said, uh, you know, what are some of these streets? Because we found three different locations. One is on Neosho. Neosho just, let's see, I guess that'd be west of Francis Park. This is on the fence in front of a school or on the side of a school, I guess, a school playground or parking lot. I don't know exactly what. But, I mean, you can just sit there and it's absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating what they did. And I think the, uh, the second one, the third one, I can't remember exactly where it is. But I think this, the other one that we go to and the, the original one we found, I think it's on Prague, but I'm not exactly sure because I don't really pay too much attention to the street signs. But I do know the Neosho one. It's, you know, west of Francis Park. So if you're interested in checking those kind of things out, it is just totally wild and crazy to sit there and watch these. This one house has, they even announce, 25,000 lights. And to see it, you know, these lights go on and off and on and off and off and off and on and off and off and on. And everything else in relationship to the beat of the music is just absolutely incredible. Let's head out to Chesterfield now and go into Mary's yard. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hi. How are you, Mike? Very good. Merry Christmas. Same to you. I have a dilemma. Uh, would you please answer for me why people that are talking about lawn care, why they do not like clover in their lawn? I thought clover helped to kind of... Uh, fix nitrogen in the soil. Could you give me some kind of rationale why people don't like clover? Well, you know, basically I'm a fan of clover myself, though I have battled clover in our yard because I want to see exactly how hard it is. 
I grew up, like I said, in Ellisville. My father did no weed control whatsoever, so we had everything from Claytonia, which is a spring beauty, a native wildflower type thing, small bulb, to clover, to plantain, to everything else. And so it really doesn't, as long as it's green, that was his philosophy, he didn't really care. But I think people don't like clover because it's too easy to grow. Oh, well, I mean, all you have to do is leave it alone. Yes, it does fix, right. you know, it does fix, it takes nitrogen out of the air, pulls it down, and puts it in the nodules in the root system. Now, it doesn't release that, you know, until, let's say, you plow it under or those kind of things. But that's, you know, why people don't like, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> I should have pushed a cough button, but I didn't. Anyway, why people don't like it is, you know, it's just basically it's so easy. Well, my other dilemma is then how can children look for four-leaf clover if they don't have it? I guess you have to go to Forest Park or some park, you know, places where they don't do any kind of weed control. I do have another question, if you don't mind. Something that's been uh, I'm concerned about. Now, I'm concerned about the need for lime or, you know, calcium for clematis. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I know you're going to answer this with get a soil test, but if I don't, do you have any idea? Last week you were talking about chemistry. This is a chemistry question. Right. Do you have how many uh, crushed eggshells I might need to um, add some calcium to my clematis? I think about four million. Okay. So as long as you can get 4 million eggs, you know, you should be fine. 4 million eggs. No, I have no idea as far as, you know. I mean, it takes, a you know, the eggshells a long time to break down. So it's not just, you know, even if you run them through the blender or through something like that, it's not going to, you know, you could do it. But, you know, you can just buy a little bit of calcium and just throw it on there every year or two. Well, what about... Tums, if you if you dissolve tums, I wonder if that would work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can, well, you tums, can you know, it you says can... they have calcium, but I don't know percentage wise. I don't do tums, so I don't know percentage wise how much calcium's in it. Right, you can tell I don't want a uh, bag of. Um, uh, 10 pounds of lime sitting in my garage. Right. But you I know. think you can buy small canisters of just calcium. Okay, I'll yeah. try it. Well, you have a Merry Christmas. Well, you, you do the very same thing. Thank you. Yes. Mr. Kelly, are you coming in for a reason or are you just bored? I just wanted to come in and hear about four million eggshells. Oh, okay. Uh, I have some tr- accidents for you. Oh. Need to pass along. Westbound 370 is closed at Truman Road. We talked earlier about 370 being a mess. Well, now it's closed. Westbound 370 at Truman Road. Accident on westbound 70 on the Blanchett Bridge. MoDOT's saying use the center lane when you get there, but you're going to be a while because you're backed up almost all the way to 270. Northbound 270, the ramp to westbound Page. Look for delays there because of a wreck. And westbound 64, MoDOT's listing two locations. Could be the same thing. One is past Spirit of St. Louis Boulevard. The other is past Boone's Crossing. So when the bottom's there, uh, you're going to have a problem. The two left lanes are blocked. So a lot of traffic issues this morning with just a little bit of snow. That's amazing. We've forgotten how to drive when the roads may be slippery. And they can be slippery not necessarily when snow or anything else. Even last night when it first started raining, the roads were kind of slick. So, 
And when there's not a lot of traffic, people tend to drive faster or can drive faster. They yes. do, and that's when you have these kind of accidents. Right. So be careful. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Kelly. Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline, back after these messages. Welcome back to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with Mike Miller, sponsored by Allen's Tree Service on KMOX. Folks, if you got any questions, concerns, or comments, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Uh, as I said, Tracy and I, we've had, I think, four different nights. We've gone out to different neighborhoods checking out, you know, seasonal lighting and blah, 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 all that other stuff. Well, last night, you know, on our way back, we just, she wanted to go through Webster Groves. I'll tell you, each neighborhood is kind of has a different, I don't want to say an attitude, but the majority of the lights in Webster Groves seem to be white, which is fine. I don't care. You know, that's great. I'm not saying everybody, but the majority of them seem to be that way. And in Webster Groves, the amount of these inflatable things was minimal at best. I mean, we saw some where in some of the other neighborhoods that we drove through for seasonal, let's say, decorations, lights, and stuff like that, I mean, inflatables were, like, unbelievable. In our neighborhood, there's unbelievable. There's a house up on Wanda that has, they probably, in, in the city, you don't have huge yards. In their front of their house, they may have eight or nine inflatables, and some of these are not small in their front yard, and that's kind of, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just totally crazy. And I did see, you know, when we were driving around last night and heading home, we did see another one of those dragons holding, a, let's say, I think it's a candy cane the dragon's holding, but the wings are flapping. So that dragon one is just totally crazy. Let's go to Mary in Oakville. Mary, how are you today? Well, Merry Christmas to you. Well, same to you. I just wanted to pass on some information concerning the holiday lights and okay. where they're at. There is a website you could go to. It is uh, run by a woman and her son, and it's called HolidayLightHopping.com. Hopping, H-O-P-P-I-N-G? P-I-N-G, right. And it gives you a map and pictures. It is a wonderful thing if you're going to go out for the evening. You can you can almost map out your course, wow. how you're going to drive and everything. And, and they add new ones all the time. As people submit their houses, they will go out and they will look at them, and they will like cri- have a criteria that they go through, and then they put it on their website, like how they, oh, this could use this, or this is really great, and what they offer at each of these houses. That's incredible. Yes, it's it's just kind of a fun thing to do if you have one night where you're just going to go out and you can map it out and you can almost hit like eight or nine different places at one time. That's you know, that's great insight. I had no idea that there was something like that that somebody would actually you know, think of doing it in the first place and actually make it actually happen. Well, I spent an evening with my granddaughters and we went to like eight or nine different places and had a meal in the middle and they just loved it. They were little <laughs> And they just loved it, and we we enjoyed it. We went to all these different places that I would have never known if I wouldn't have had this website. Well, that's great. So, again, what was the website? It's Holiday Light Hopping, H-O-P-P-I-N-G dot com. Amazing. Well, thanks for the insight. Well, you're welcome, and Merry Christmas to all the gardeners in St. Louis. Yes, same to you, and thank you very much. I had no idea, again, that somebody would actually put a website together that would be related to holiday lighting. But uh, now let's go to Vivian, and Vivian lives in St. Peter's. Hi, Vivian. Hi, Merry Christmas, Mike. Hi. You were talking about Zalisha before? Yes. And uh, I have a patch in my yard that's really breaking down, and I'm trying to decide, should I plug the healthy 
apart and put it into this area, or should I just clean this whole area up and, and put new zoysia in? It depends upon how patient you are. Personally, I would not just plug my own zoysia. I really? would go ahead and just head to a garden center and get either, you know, the, the plugs you can buy in the trays and everything else. It seems to be rather expensive, but I just get a, you know, a piece or two of zoysia sod and just cut those up as opposed to taking plugs out of your own lawn because that just kind of opens up the opportunity for something else, you know, to happen in the spot where you're pulling the plug out. You can certainly do that, but I think, you know, for the cost, I think of a piece of zoysia sod is only like $3.50 and it's just a little bit, you know, I've, I would just recommend doing that as opposed to taking stuff out of your own lawn. And when is the best time to um, when you know when when is the zoysia ready to buy like that, and should how should I prepare the soil before I put it down? Well, the soil should be turned you know should be churned up, turned up, turned over, and chopped up, and probably do that sometime during the winter, very early spring. That way, you can see what kind of weeds are coming up. You can get those weeds under control, and then the zoysia is going to be available. You know, when the temperature says it can be. So that could be sometime between mid-April to, you know, to early May before the zoysia is going to be available at the garden centers. Okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Sure. Good luck with that. And now let's jump from St. Peter's to Lebanon, Illinois. And, Dee Dee, how are you today? I'm fine. I would like to know how, well, first I want to tell you I had pansies blooming yesterday perfect and can it should i dig them up and try to keep them or for next year uh that would be a lot of work i would say just go ahead and let you know if the winter stays fairly mild they can survive through the winter time well oh okay. so outside you know now if it gets severe they're going to be killed off but i've had you know pansies in window boxes which is up next to the window so it's a little bit warmer and it's somewhat protected that came through no problems at all even during really kind of tough winters well and also i want to know about i have a mandeville uh, climbing vine right. and i want to keep it for next year and it's in a big pot but dug in the hole in the ground, and can I keep it for next year? You can, but you have to bring it inside. That is not, I'm surprised, It's. It, does it have anything green on it this time of year? Yes. Really? Yes. So, I mean, they're a tropical plant. They can't really survive our winter times outside. So what can I, how can I keep it for next year? Basically just <laughs> dig it, you know, pull it up out of the ground, you know, clean off the pot and just bring it inside and put it in front of a very sunny window. If you have a sliding glass door or something like that, that would be ideal. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Mandeville, you know, they don't do great, you know, on the inside. And overwintering them is going to be an iffy process at best, but it's certainly worth a try. Okay. Should I fertilize it? No, no. No fertilizer during the wintertime on virtually anything if it's not in flower. So things like Christmas cactus, but only half-label rate, cyclamen, half-label rate, all those type of things that are blooming, amaryllis, half-label rate, but something that just has leaves on it, no fertilizer whatsoever. Just water. Just water. Thank you. Good luck with that. And don't overwater, too. So, you know, let them go on the dry side. 
And Lynn in Wildwood, how are you today? Hi, I was the one who called in last week about the Christmas lights. Ah, um, hey, I just wanted to say, yes, there is a website, and that other lady said it's HolidayLightHopping.com. And we are not on the website, but we live on Lighthouse Point in Lake Chesterfield and Wildwood, and we would love for people to drive by. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make a joke and kind of, you know, make us be satirical or whatever. We went past one house and, you know, they had all this decoration and stuff, but they also had a box for donations. (laughs) I thought that is getting pretty wild. charity and that is you know that's nice too but right. you know you gotta know yeah that does, that's okay to do oh i know <laughs> so yeah we would love to come by it's in lake chesterfield on lighthouse point if you get to lighthouse point drive you will see it it's a very short street okay, okay. great so hope, hope everyone has a wonderful holiday same to you and thanks again yeah. <laughs> bye-bye yeah that was kind of amazing i forget what this was called teddy bear land or something and this may be one of the places that had music. I can't remember if it did. But they had, like, kind of small shacks that they had with glass frontage on them. And they were filled with teddy bears. And I think they were all white, like polar bear teddy bears. But they had two different ones of these. They had a huge amount of stuff in their yard. Some of their stuff actually went, I think, and spilled over in the neighbor's yard, obviously because the neighbor said that was okay to do. And, uh, Janet, can you do it kind of quickly? Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, Mike, is have we had a hard enough freeze to prune back my uh, knockout roses? Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. It shouldn't be a problem. We would ideally would want a harder freeze. And if you want to wait until next weekend, we're going to have that hard freeze during the week. Because as Brian Kelly said, you know, mid-20s is going to be the high, so we're going to be down in the teens for the low. But I've already cut mine back, and I've moved my four pots into the garage and uh, so they should be fine. Well, mine's in the ground. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Okay, and cut it back about a third. Yeah, that's what I do. Some people say, "Oh, you can cut it back more than that." Yes, you can cut it back more than that. But I think you know, in mine in a pot, I've cut back you know more considerably more than a third. But the ones outside, I think a third should be adequate. And that way, if there's any winter kill, you can cut all that off in the springtime when the new growth foliage-wise starts emerging. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Mike. Yep, have thank nice you. Holiday. Well, you do the, you know, everybody have a great holiday season, a great holiday, great Christmas, and everything else. And as I said before, these holiday decorations, I mean, I'm just absolutely fun, amazed. It kind of like, they're, I guess popularity kind of went down for a few years, and now it just seems like more and more people are doing it. I mean, some of them are just spectacular, striking, and everything else. Mike Miller, KMR's Garden Hotline. I will be back after the news. Happy Holidays. From News Radio 1120, KMOX, KMOX HD, KZK HD3, St. Louis. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.